Jackson had a 3.8 QBR. Wow, that was pretty good. 40 what? The 40. Caleb so. likes those overs. Well, I, I just I just picked two unders. What? Oregon. Um, because I thought it would be fun, right? We want to see the turnover <laughs> chainsaw. We want to see why not the, the the bling and the lights of the Rose Bowl at eight o'clock. Pack twelve after dark. Good teams win, great teams cover. I've always said. <laughs> well, pump the brakes with, with, with ten games over five hundred. Mister Safe over there. Ten games. Oh, Safe. That's a bold like move, Cotton. Not? Like uh, 12 weeks, we'll be unemployed. I just want to say... That's right. In, twel- in 12 weeks, we'll be, uh, we'll be sitting next to the burn, bar- burn barrel out uh, under the bridge. Run the RPO, Chad. It's not hard. Rutgers is good. They lost yeah. their coach. Okay. They're, they're, they're doing so good, their coach just <laughs> got fired. <laughs> My notes yeah, on this game, did. it says Iowa and Michigan are both awful. <laughs> and their offense is very, very bad. We need to come up I with like an algorithm. Uh, there's nothing to talk about. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Six. I think he shanked the extra point. Leeches off his rocker. <laughs> this is the Kick Six Project. It's Nathan, Caleb, and Jake. That is right. This is the Kick Six Podcast. I'm Nathan. With me as always, Caleb and Jake. Say what's up, boys. What's up, boys? Uh, as you noticed, Jake did not say what's up. He is not here tonight, so it's Caleb and I. Uh, coming to you live from the Kick Six Studio, Jake is recovering from a we don't need him anyways a top of the field goal bounce shot last night, and uh, hopefully he'll be back with us uh, in better spirits on Wednesday for the week number four picks. Uh, and also, we'll be bringing you September superlatives and September surprises coming up on Thursday. So, Caleb, are you thinking about your uh, your uh, superlatives? My question I want to ask. Yeah, no, that's October or my answers. Or my spooky. answers. <laughs> oh, spooky. Uh, all right. Well, hey, this is our week number four reaction show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I think this was my favorite week of the year so far. Yeah, uh, it was fun to watch. From a, a, a fun-to-watch thing. So let's uh, let's go through our picks. Uh, Caleb, do you have those? Yes, I do. All right, I'll let you call out the picks, and then we'll kind of talk about them, and then we'll go back down the uh, the full Saturday slate and go from there on a Sunday after we've had time to kind of process what we're looking at. All right, the first game we had was Clemson minus 7 at Wake Forest. The over-under was 55.5. Nate and Jake, you two both picked Clemson minus 7. I picked the over 55.5. Clemson only won by, was it 6? Yes, they won. uh, The Clemson game is 51-45 to in double overtime. Um, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was uh, thanks to a missed extra point in the second overtime. You guys missed your uh, missed your cover there, and I went the over 55.5, and, and that covered pretty easily. Yeah, so uh, a little bit about this game. I know, Caleb, you watched it pretty close. Uh, Sam Hartman went off 200, uh, 20 of 29, 337 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, he was helped out. Uh, the Clemson secondary uh, did not look well. We thought that the Clemson D-line as well was going to eat up yeah. that Wake Forest and destroy that late mesh point, but uh, Sam Hartman was able to do what he wanted to do against that Clemson defense. Um, I would say that uh, another game we'll talk about later is uh, Brett Venables, but uh, I think Clemson is, is missing them on defense. Uh, DJU, we were texting in the group about how bad he is, but actually he didn't play too bad. Uh, they really kind of leaned on Will Shipley. Um, but uh, DJU had some pretty impressive plays. I know we've all seen the one where he's like getting held on to by a couple defenders, and he throws a touchdown pass. 
uh, to Joseph Nagata, I think it was, on that play. But uh, he was uh, 26 of 41, 371 yards, five touchdowns. Both of these teams uh, really, really struggled um, defensively in this game, which was surprising because I thought Clemson would be able to dominate. Yep. Uh, yeah, Will Shipley had 20 carries for 104 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I thought this would be a game that uh, Clemson would definitely dominate, but uh, we saw Wake Forest. Uh, good team. Um, I don't think either one of these teams are elite, but uh, Clemson advances to 4-0, and and I think they've got a pretty good path to getting blown out in the college football playoff if they can go undefeated yeah, sure. in the ACC. All right, so we started off the week pretty rough. Uh, what was next on the slate? Yeah, the next one was Florida plus 10.5 at Tennessee. The over-under was 62. Uh, Nathan and Jake both picked Tennessee minus 10.5, and I picked the under 62. Um, the Tennessee pick, oh, let me find the score of that game. It was 38-33. Uh, you, you had the under, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, it went way over. Yeah, so so this game, um, I text you guys actually on this game as well, and I said, you know you're going to lose when Anthony Richardson hasn't thrown a touchdown pass um, all season, and he throws two touchdown passes um, in the second quarter. And uh, Tennessee was up uh, 3 to nothing at the end of the first quarter, and then uh, Hendon Hooker kind of um, kind of got going. Uh, he, he led the volunteers with, uh, two, uh, 22 or 28, 349 yards passing two touchdowns. Uh, he had 13 carries, 112 yards and touchdown. Uh, the Florida defense had no answer for him, both running and throwing. Um, he's gotta be in the Heisman conversation. Um, yeah, he, he looked really good. He is playing incredible. I think that moves him to like yeah. 54 touchdowns and nope, uh, maybe one pick or no pick since he's taken over as the, the Tennessee starter. Uh, Anthony Richardson looked better. Uh, looked like he maybe had a little more pep in his step in this game. Uh, he he yeah. led the team also in rushing. Um, I'm really really worried about that Tennessee defense. Um, you know they gave up 33 to basically a one man show in Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah. But um, it's going to be interesting to see coming up in a few a few weeks when the Tennessee has to play Bama and uh, Tennessee has to play Georgia. Uh, those are going to be two monster games. Um, of course, the game against Georgia will probably determine the East because uh, I don't think I don't think yeah. Kentucky can can hold up against Tennessee. For sure, yeah, I don't I don't think so either. But I I think I think uh, there was a lot of missed tackles in this game. Did you see how this ended? Uh no, I kind of turned it off because the uh, Notre Dame game was starting. Yeah, so so here's what happened was um, uh, this was actually on the kind of at the same time. But uh, what what happened was um, Tennessee was up, uh, I, I guess, whatever, uh, five minus seven, um, whatever that is, or five plus seven, um, 13, I 12. guess, 12, 12, 12 or 13, whatever. We're not we're not doing math here. I think it's 13 or 12. And uh, Florida goes down and scores like with less than a minute left. They score. They kick the onside kick and they actually get the onside kick. And so they've got one Hail Mary chance to uh, to to take this and actually win the game. And, uh, of course, Anthony Richardson throws a pick kind of on about the 10-yard line, and uh, Florida comes up short. But Florida actually at the end kind of had a chance to, to win this game, but uh, that's what killed our uh, our cover there is, is Tennessee gave up a late touchdown with less than a minute. Um, so yep. uh, that's that was a bad beat for sure, for sure. So okay, uh, so we're all uh, what zero and two to start the week. Uh, 
No, I had the over 55 and a half in the first game, and I got that one right. Okay, so Caleb, Caleb, uh, Caleb got the win. Okay, where did we go next? I'm trying to think what's what's up on the docket. We went to uh, Duke plus seven at Kansas. The over-under was 66 and a half. We all had Kansas minus seven, and we all won that one with a Duke 27, Kansas 35 uh, final. Kansas looked really good in this game. Um, yeah, I watched they, most of it. Yeah, they had some uh, they had some miscues on defense. Um, Jaden Daniels is pretty legit. But Duke is pretty good. Uh, Leonard had 324 yards passing and a touchdown. He also had 10 carries for 54 yards. This is our second game in a row where both quarterbacks led the team in rushing. Uh, Daniels had 11 carries, 83 yards, and a touchdown. He had four touchdowns passing in this game, um, yeah. which was surprising to me. I thought Kansas was going to win. Um, but I didn't think that they would be able to score uh, 35 points. Uh, tr- obviously, Mike Elko's defense has a lot of work to do um, stopping a, you know, kind of mobile quarterback. Um, yeah. But, man, this was this was an awesome game. I had it on, you know, from mm-hmm. start to finish. It was kind of on the second TV, and um, I really did like, um, man, it, Lawrence was buzzing, man, for a football game. It oh, was, yeah. It was crazy. Um, I was followed quite a bit of the basketball players on our uh, Kick Six uh, Twitter page, and they yep. were they were all posting pictures from being out there. So that was pretty cool uh, to see them like kind of tagging uh, Kansas football in all their uh, in all their posts and stuff. Because you would think most of those kids are um, not too worried about football uh, in no. se- in September. Those Kansas basketball players, but I think the whole uh, the whole state's rallying around the Jayhawks, and I think they got to be ranked. I think so too. Um... What I heard, I think Jaden Daniels has uh, 15 touchdowns on the year and only one interception, and that's probably leading the country. Yeah, he's uh, 66 of 93 for 71 percent. Um, uh, a set. Uh, hold on, hold on. Why did it change this game? Uh, yeah, 66 of 93, 71 percent completion percentage. He's got 890 yards, 11 touchdowns, one pick. He's got a rating of. Right. 188.2 on the season so um he is he is uh uh is 98.0 to- overall qbr is first in the country yeah uh, that's he's, what it was he's, first he's, in the he's tied for 12th uh with 11 touchdowns and 14th with only one pick so that's awesome uh yeah and his his rushing numbers are i mean just as impressive um uh, yeah to, i'm trying to find his rushing um let me see here Anyways, his his rushing numbers are are really really good as well. So uh, Kansas, four zero, number one in the Big Twelve Conference currently. Uh, they're in a three way tie with Texas Tech, Kansas State, Baylor, and Kansas. So uh, rank the Jayhawks, man. Hashtag rank the Hawks. Let's do it. Okay, uh, awesome game for a September Saturday that no one expected. What's next? Uh, next was the Arkansas plus two in Jerry World. The over-under was 48.5. All three of us, we picked Arkansas plus two, and it Arkansas lost 21-23, so we all got a push and half a point on that game, which is kind of upsetting. This game was wild. Just That's what I got to say, and Nate, I'll let you uh, explain yeah, I, I, the wildness. I keep going back to our text thread, man, but it, <laughs> it, it says so much because you know that's kind of raw and in the moment. But I think you said something along the lines of that was a wild 10 seconds or something along those yeah. lines. Like, we're never going to see a 10 second like that. 
Uh, KJ, I mean, everybody who's listening to this podcast has seen it. KJ Jefferson takes a jump from the five after driving the complete length of the field. For some reason. Yeah, complete length of the field. He fumbles. Uh, Texas A&M defender runs it back, and while he stood up before the whistle blows, hands it off to his teammate who runs it back for a touchdown. And really, if you look at the way this game played out, there's two separate games, and it's not halftime, you know, first half and second half. It's fumble and pre-fumble. You know, yeah. Arkansas jumped out to a 14-point lead. I texted you guys. I was like, it was over. I didn't think Texas A&M could move the ball. And slowly but surely, uh, A-Chain behind uh, 19 carries, 157 yards and a touchdown, trickled their way back. Uh, Max Johnson was not super impressive. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. He was 11-21, 151 yards, and did just enough. But it seems like after the defense got that score, you know, of course, it yeah. took the defense seven of these 23 points, right? The points that won the game came from the defense. Yeah. Um, but after that, the defense was pretty stout. The only thing they could not stop was the K.J. Jefferson run. And yeah. I don't know why they – K.J. was worn out at the end. He really was, man. Like, he was yeah. – you could tell he was beat, battered, bruised, and uh, he was uh-huh. definitely not not uh, not 100% there at the end of the game because he, he was so worked. The other three backs for Arkansas were getting four and a half, five yards of carry, and they would – I don't know why they didn't just keep running it. Just right up the middle. They run it outside – Texas A&M's too fast. Run it straight up the gut. Your your linemen are bigger and better than they are. Every time they ran it between the A-gap, B-gap, C-gap, they are getting five and a half, six yards of carry. I don't know. I just keep doing that. Yeah, so did you see that um, that Arkansas – there was like eight fumbles in this game. Yeah, it was uh, crazy. Five on Arkansas and I think three on Texas A&M. The only one that wasn't recovered by the fumbling team was that touchdown run. So that was really yeah. the only one that hurt him. But this game was just like, it was wild. And I guess, you know, everybody knows it came down to the end. Arkansas elects to to send Cam Little out there, which, I mean, kind of everybody on this podcast assumed that he was going to make it. Oh, yeah, um, I thought the game was over. And, uh, you know, Jake said he hadn't really kicked that many this year. Um, but he literally hits the top, like, parallel like parallel, parallel to, the ground. to the ground point of the upright. Top of the upright. And I thought it was going to bounce, like, down and actually go over the bar, and it actually bounced, like, just just on the goal uh, the goal line side of of the bar. Dude. And it was, man, it was, it was crazy how uh, <laughs> how bad of, of not only luck, but just the things you will never see again in a game. Like, we'll never yeah. see... That was um, ridiculous. I, I've never seen a scoop and score where the defender hands it off or really just got it taken away by his teammate. Yeah. And then I've never seen a kick hit that part of the of the goalpost. No. Like, it, it was all but in. <laughs> I mean, I've seen them bounce on the inside and go in. I've seen them bounce off the top of the goalpost and go out and in. I've seen everything but the – very top. Yeah, of the it was like insane. it was it was dropping down like a flop shot and hit the top of yeah. the goalpost, and the way the ball was spinning, it hit on the nose of the football and kicked it out back towards <laughs> the middle of the field. Uh, so obviously not that, wh- to the middle of the field, but it reversed that that you know end over end. Yeah, what if the bounce goes the other way and goes through? Does it? it it's got to be. A, is it like? It's is it like good. hitting the foul pole and it's good? It's got to be. Yeah. As so long if you hit the foul pole in baseball, it's a home run, right? Yes. Okay, so if you hit the upright and it goes backwards, is that in or out? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. think that's. I I wouldn't. I couldn't tell you if that would have been a 
a good or not. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was crazy. Uh, KJ definitely definitely won the battle for, um, you know, the quarterback battle. He had 18 carries, 105 yards. Like we talked about, man, he was he was worn out at the end. Uh, Rocket yeah. Sanders, 17 carries, only 68 yards. Um, the Texas A and M defense really kind of uh, kind of bowed up. Like we said, after they got that turnover, uh, Antonio Johnson was really good. He had 13 uh, total tackles. Uh, Chris Russell Jr. ten tackles, uh, and they played really well. And I think Arkansas really, you know, looking at, looking at their team, this is one of the first games I've kind of been able to watch like every single play. And of course, the secondary um, is going to have to have some uh, is going to have to have some help. Slusher was really good in his return back. Uh, Bumper Pool was really good. He was active. Drew Sanders was good. Um, he had half a sack, and you know, of course, that counts as a tackle for loss as well. Um, but um, the set the secondary you know struggled at times in this game, um, and gave up gave up some big plays. Um, Texas yes. A&M secondary definitely struggled with the uh, the quarterback run as well. Yes. So tough tough locks for the Hogs. I don't think it changes much with Alabama coming into play this next week. I think it's going to be an electric atmosphere, and uh, Jake's going to be back on Thursday with the full kind of rundown of what to uh, what to expect, some keys to the game, and everything. So we'll take a little bit extra time this week. Uh, diving into that one. All right, so we all we all pushed on that one. What was next? Uh, the next one was USC minus seven at Oregon State. The over under was seventy one. This game was very very shocking to me. You had uh, Oregon State plus seven, which was Jake had USC minus seven, which was a loss, and I had the over seventy one, which was way a loss. Well. They scored twenty. 30 points combined. Well, I got which something to no tell. No one saw that coming. I got something to tell Jake. You can't be fighting on when you're playing the Bees. Um, so right. here's what I did. Here's what I did. Um, this game was on Pac 12 Network, which apparently is not offered on DirecTV. And Pac 12 Network on. also doesn't let you do like Pac 12 now, <laughs> like subscribe, which yeah. I don't understand because I was like, okay, I want to watch this game. If it's 10 bucks, whatever, I'll watch it. Um, yeah. So I had to kind of watch this game on my phone, kind of the, the you know, play by play or whatever you call it on your phone. And uh, it's like the little field with the the dots, kind of like Tetris or whatever. Um, So I went back today and I watched like the full game, 20 minutes on YouTube. And uh, I got to see kind of the highlights, which was really nice. And I want to start doing that with a lot of the games I I can't catch, especially the late night games. Um, But uh, so USC kind of struggled on offense all game uh, with the exception of the very first play. I think Travis Dye had like a 50-something yard run. And I saw that on my phone. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be rough. And then I checked back like a few, yeah. like a few minutes later, and USC, like, didn't score. Uh, but they struggled on offense all game. Uh, I think that's probably um, thanks to pass rush from Oregon State. And they also had sound secondary play. Uh, the Beavers also struggled to move the ball, though. That was a problem, uh, which I don't know is really a testament to the USC defense, which has been kind of shredded all year, uh, or yeah. if that's just kind of a downfall of, of Oregon State. Um, Oregon State typically and has all season had a really good O line, uh, but they couldn't really seem to get the the ground game go- going. And I know that's what they really wanted to do. They didn't want to have to lean on Connor Noling throwing. Uh, and here's why: he was seventeen to twenty nine, one hundred sixty seven yards, four picks. Oh wow! Four picks, not bad. Now one was kind of at the end, kind of on a hail mary. So even then, three picks in a game where their defense only allowed USC to score seventeen points. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. uh, OSU, uh, Oregon State. So they take the lead late in the game, I think with like four minutes left. And what happened was, yeah. is like Oregon punts, Oregon State punts and pins them deep. 
and USC is unable to get a first down. I think it was like third and like 12. And Travis Dye takes a handoff and like barely gets out of the end zone. It would have been a safety. Um, so instead, USC has to punt. They punt it, and the guy kind of shanks it. And Oregon State takes over on the USC like 22. Like they are, yeah. they are there. And they end up scoring within like two plays on, on a run from, I think, Griffith uh, scored for Oregon State. Uh, so they take the lead 14-10. to 10, And USC yeah. got the ball, and they're down to fourth and eight. Okay, and Caleb Williams is kind of kind of stumbling around. Nobody's open, and uh, he he goes to scramble, and he actually gets tackled like three yards short of the of the sticks, or he's kind of slowed up. And then some huge offensive lineman from uh, USC just tackles the whole pile past the first down, uh, and that would oh, wow. that would have been the end of the game. Uh, so Caleb Williams ends up uh, you know getting the first down, and um, the rest of the drive they kind of just kind of relied on on. Travis Dye to kind of march him down the field. And with like less than a minute left, um, Caleb Williams makes one of the only good throws I've seen. I mean, he had a few good throws, but the by far the best throw of the game, like slings it right past Oregon State defender to Jordan Addison in the corner. And he kind of does like a little spin around another guy and scores a touchdown for USC to go up 17 to 14. Um, and I think the Beavs had like one chance to score and they throw it down the field. And of course it was intercepted. So, um, but if you're going to watch any part of this game, go back and watch like the last four minutes of the game if you can yeah. find that because it was crazy from the almost safety to the punt to the touchdown to the kick to, you know, it, it was basically, you know how the, in the A&M game the, the A&M uh, defender that recovered the fumble was kind of stood up yeah. and, and they hadn't blown the whistle? Well, like, it, he was stood up for, like, a good half second to a second, and then this huge lineman just basically pushes the whole pile um, past the first down, and they give it to him. And I was like, oh, man, like, I thought they should have blown the whistle. Because um, half the time they blow the whistle, and he's not even down yet, especially if it's quarterback. Um, but I guess they just yeah. they just let it go since it was the last play of the game. But anyways, wild one. Yeah. Oregon State covers. I think they're a pretty good team. USC's, you know, Showed some flaws, but it's hard to go on the road to Corvallis. Um, another thing that was weird in this game. Sorry, I was I was really intrigued by this game. Oh yeah, I didn't I didn't get to watch it. I couldn't yeah, I couldn't stream it. Go go to YouTube and watch the last four minutes. Like just type in highlights or whatever, and then watch the last four minutes of the game. Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, if you're on ESPN app, there's a couple videos I could watch. Yeah, but uh, um, so they're redoing the the Research Stadium out in Corvallis. And yeah. it seemed like super loud, and then they panned out to I think it's the, I don't know if it's the Beaver sideline or USC sideline, but it was completely empty because they're working on half the stadium. Oh wow! So it was like it was a crazy atmosphere, and they kept showing like all the people were crazy, but half the stadium was empty. So um, I definitely think the crowd had a had an effect on USC, but it would have been even worse if they could have been able to pack that place out. So I think I think the Beavs are in good shape. They're going to be a good team. Yeah, I think so. All right, what's next? Kick six pick of the week? All right, pretty, uh, yeah, we go to our pick six of the week. Nate, you had Michigan minus 17.5 versus Maryland, and that was a loss. Uh, Jake had UNC minus 1.5 versus Notre Dame. That was a loss. And I had the Utah minus 15.5 at Arizona State, and that was a win. That was easy, Caleb. Get, uh, yeah, that was pretty easy. That was another one I was kind of watching on my phone as I was dozing off, watching a little uh, On Patrol Live uh, on, the real, oh, on, the, shout out. on the Reels Network. Y'all check that out. Um, but I had Utah, Arizona State, kind of, and uh, Stanford, Washington, kind of in that late night. 
kind of you kind of just seeing what was going on and uh uh, I was watching that, and this game was never a doubt. Uh, there was not a lot of excitement uh, for Arizona State, and uh, that was a really, really good uh, deep cut find. I was thinking about that yesterday. That was nice, Caleb. Uh, yeah, that was a good, good way to find some value there. Uh, so I watched every single play of this garbage Michigan Maryland game, and yeah. the first, the opening kickoff, Michigan kicks off to Maryland. The guy botches the kick. Michigan recovers, and on the first play from the Maryland, like, 15-yard line, score a touchdown. I'm like, dude, this thing is it's way over. But they actually never got up 17 the whole game. Um, Mer- Michigan kind of kept them at arm's length, but they never got over this, uh, got over this cover. And um, there was a little bit of backdoor action kind of creeping up. You know, Maryland trying to, you know, onside kick, trying to trying to get it, get it done. But uh, Michigan gets the seven-point win, and... And kind of moves on, but uh, it was kind of kind of nice to see Michigan uh, stumble a little bit. Um, yeah, Tua, Tua had two picks, and he also got injured in this game. Um, so uh, that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a little interesting um, to see if he comes back. Because if he doesn't, the uh, the other guy's not not great. Yep. Yeah, and then Jake had the what do you have? Jake had the uh, UNC. Minus one and a half versus Notre Dame, and Notre Dame blew them out. Yeah, this game ended a lot closer than it was. They scored a couple late touchdowns on our backups. The Notre Dame offense, I know North Carolina's defense is probably bottom 20 in the nation. But yeah, they're not they, good. They looked much better. Um, they looked like what a good offense would do against a crappy defense. Um, yeah. And... I, I kind of did some uh, listened to some post game shows and stuff. A lot of the defense of what was going on at the end of the game uh, was young guys getting a chance. I don't know why they didn't put any young guys in offense. Probably because <laughs> the other guys need everything they can get. But there yeah. was a time when Drake May was twelve of twenty eight for less than two hundred yards passing, um, and he kind of tacked on two two big gains at the end. Uh, to to get his yards over like he had over uh let's see how many yards did he have passing he had three hundred and one yards passing um but Notre Dame kept them twenty three points under their season average uh for points and kept them two hundred yards under their season ad uh, season average for uh yards per game so definitely a different definitely a different team and this this game it's forty five to thirty two is not indicative of how big of a a win this was for Notre Dame they you know yeah uh it was it was it got a little creepy at the end uh Estime, Estime yep. also had like a a fifteen play drive where he just carried the ball every single play down the line and kind of went in for his uh third touchdown of the game and and did the same thing k j did and dropped the ball yeah so yeah, this was this was this was a really big win. Uh, excited to see that happen right before the bye game or the bye week, and then Notre Dame can get ready for BYU. Okay, so most of the games we picked, we didn't see any big upsets, with the exception of Arkansas. And, yes. and I wouldn't say that's an upset. I think that's two really really good teams. Um, yeah, that game's always really close every year. Yeah, yeah, and I think like I said, the Tennessee score was. M- the game, if you watched it, it looked like Tennessee covered. Um, yeah. But that that's not kind of how it laid out. Uh, Kansas took care of business. The Clemson game, I guess, was a little shocking because we all thought that game was going to be, you know, kind of Clemson. You had a great pick with the over. Um, 
Yeah. Clemson, Clemson's defense kind of really let me down because I didn't think that I, they usually shut down, uh, shut down Wake Forest. But uh, so that game was a little interesting. Michigan Maryland again closer than it actually was. Um, Michigan had flaws and they still were able to, uh, you know, never really a doubt in that game, but closer than it should be. But the rest of college football was a little bit interesting. Uh, we had Thursday night game, West Virginia, um, Virginia Tech. This game was close until like five minutes left in the game, and West Virginia just went bonkers on them. Uh, ended up winning 33-10. Yeah. to 10. Uh, Syracuse sneaked away or sneaked out of their, their home building there at the Carrier Dome. It was electric. The special teams were well coached. Um, Syracuse got a 22-20 to 20 win over Virginia. Uh, did you catch any of Georgia? Uh, I knew they struggled. I watched some highlights, and they kind of struggled and like played with their food a little bit in Kent State. Yeah, this was this was a Arkansas Missouri State esque game. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you felt like there was going to be a time in the game when Georgia kind of turned it on, and Kent yeah. State, you know, they didn't hold nothing back, right? Like they're they're trying to win their conference. They showed up with everybody ready to roll. They had a good game plan, and uh, they made Georgia work a little bit. Um, I'm not really worried about Georgia. Again, this, I think they ran arms no. length the whole game. And uh, that yeah. happens sometimes at a, at a uh, 12 a.m. kick at home on a kind of a warm uh, Saturday in September when you're playing somebody that not a whole lot of people are hyped about. So yeah. uh, not super worried about that. We talked Clemson. Uh, Penn State took care of business. Um, my under in the Baylor-Iowa State uh, game did not cash. This was a 31-24 slugfest. Baylor goes into Ames. And, uh, and gets a win, which was exciting. Um, I don't know what to think about these two teams. I think, I don't know. I didn't catch a lot of that game, but um, it was good to see that Baylor got a win and kind of stay at the top of the um, Big 12. Did you catch any Missouri-Auburn, or did you see how it went? How it went? Uh, I saw how it went. He, uh, like the guy fumbled on the goal line yeah, for so, a touchback. It was crazy. Yeah, so uh, Brian Harson. At the at overtime goes over to Missouri's running back. Um, I think his name is Pete P E A T, and uh, he's like, "Hey, listen, man, uh, I need to not get fired after this game. If we lose to Mizzou at home, I'm definitely getting fired. So um, here's a couple G's. Make sure you don't get in the end zone." And uh, he was running for a touchdown in overtime, which would have been the for the win because Auburn only got the field goal in overtime. And as he reached for the pylon, the ball slipped out of his hand. Auburn recovers. And the game is over. Seventeen to fourteen, Mizzou. Um, I don't know. Drinkowitz may be uh, maybe getting a little sweaty here soon. Yeah, I just want to let all the listeners know that uh, Iowa and Rutgers, in fact, did go over their over under of thirty four and a half. Yeah, um, it was uh, twenty seven to ten. I can tell you how disgusting it is at my house. I had this game on from start to finish. Now, granted, it was the third TV, um, but I was really wanting to see how kicking game. And by kicking game, I mean punt game goes. And there was a lot of points in this game. Um, Iowa Rutgers is everything that is good about football. Um, yes. It was it was a nasty, sweaty, stinky game. But it actually uh, got more points than I think anyone expected. Uh, I think, what was that, like 30, 27 to 10 or something? Um, yes. It did, in fact, <laughs> go over. Uh, TCU-SMU was fun. Uh, the Sunny Dykes Bowl. Uh, TCU got the win there. Uh, I like that game. Uh, that was a, a win for me on my personal picks. Uh, TCU minus two. Uh, this game was another one. Uh, TCU was up big, and uh, SMU kind of trickled away or trickled back at the end. Um, 
UCLA goes to I think four zero now, forty five to seventeen win over Colorado. Uh, let's you want to talk Texas? Yeah, Texas Tech beats them. Let's talk Texas and Miami. Miami, Middle Tennessee oh, State, forty five to thirty one. This game was never even close. There was nine people in the stands. Um, Middle Tennessee State was up seventeen to three in the first quarter. Uh, they were up twenty four to ten at half. Uh, I think there was one point in the fourth quarter uh, where they were up 45-17 to 17, um, at one point wow. in the fourth quarter, and the Miami got two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Um, did you see that Van Dyke got benched? It was 38-17, to 17, but yeah. I saw. I heard oh, it was that. 38. Yeah, yeah got Van Dyke got benched. The, the crowd celebrated when Jake Garcia <laughs> came in. Which I think is Jeff Garcia. Do you remember him? He played quarterback for the Forty ers uh, Sure. Yeah. He. Anyways, he's a he's a freshman. He's a, the backup quarterback. He's supposed to be really really good. Um, nice. You don't remember Jeff Garcia? Uh, name sounds familiar. I don't know. It's probably older than my time. Okay. So Miami's not back. Uh, Texas Tech gets the win in overtime. Back. Uh, they get the field goal in overtime. Storm the field. Um, Hudson Card didn't play bad. Uh, twenty of thirty, two hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns. B. John Robertson, sixteen carries, hundred and one yards, two touchdowns. But the the big thing in overtime, B. John fumbled the ball. When you literally oh, have to get points, he fumbled the ball, and Texas Tech was able to uh, go and just you know kind of sit on it, kick the field goal um, to win. So Texas goes down. Texas yep. is not back. They are two and two. They're going to be unranked. Uh, they gave away a big win, uh, or not a big win, but uh, they gave away a lot of momentum that they had from that Bama game um, by losing this one. And, and <laughs> Texas Tech, man, I think didn't they lose to Kansas? Oh man, no, that was uh, that was uh, Houston. But uh, yeah, Texas and Miami. Now we don't have to listen to that anymore. Uh, Minnesota might Thank be for real. Uh, either Minnesota's for real with Charlie Brewer and their incredible defense. Michigan State didn't score a touchdown until like three minutes left in this game. Um, Tanner Morgan is really good with Kirk Shiraka. 23-26, 268 yards, three touchdowns. Mo Ibrahim, 22 carries, 103 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I think Minnesota, we got to get these Gophers ranked. Um, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten West. Uh, yes, Nebraska is not good. Right. Northwestern is not good. Iowa cannot score. I think uh, Iowa's defense will be a good test against Minnesota, but I think Minnesota's defense is going to just destroy. Iowa doesn't have any chance of scoring, um, and I like my chances with Minnesota. Um, I think Wisconsin. We saw what happened in that Ohio State game. It was like thirty-five to they nothing. Got uh, destroyed. Yeah, it was like thirty-five to nothing uh, at one point in this game. Early, like before half time. 28-0 with 13-33 left in the second quarter. Oh, dang. 7-28 with uh, 8-31 left in the second quarter. Oh, my gosh. So it was 31-7 to at halftime. Wow, that was a bolt. That was a... It was 45-7. to The total? Uh, 20, 22 minutes left. Or, 20, or 2 minutes and 22 seconds left in the third quarter. 45-7. Wow. to seven. Yeah. So they they scored Wisconsin they scored, scored one more and then they let Wisconsin score two more two more in garbage time yeah oh in the gosh. fourth oh my gosh um, 
Okay, so <laughs> a couple more. Uh, Bama rolls Vanderbilt, which is really surprising, fifty-five to three. Um, I thought they'd cover. I did. I really did. Not I thought they were, they were cover, but they didn't make that happen. Uh, I think the last one we've got to talk about is K State Oklahoma. Did you catch this one? Uh, I just saw some highlights. Adrian Martinez went off. Went absolutely bonkers. This is a man that played at Nebraska. This is a man that we talked so much crap on on this yeah. podcast. He goes out there 21 of 34, 234 yards, a touchdown through the air. Now a lot of this, a lot of that passing was created by his scrambling, stuff kind of breaking down and he just finding it, which I, I don't think translates to every single game. But I'll tell you what yeah. it does. 21 carries, 148 yards, four touchdowns. Um, Gabriel played good enough to win, 330 yards, four touchdown. Uh, Ernest Gray, 16 carries, 114 yards. Marvin Mims, four receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. What did not play well is the Oklahoma defense. Venables has a lot of work to do. Yep. Um, and we've seen this. This I think this is the fourth game that we've talked about where the quarterback led the team in passing, obviously, and rushing. Um, and having a dual threat like that, we've seen at the college level, completely changes the outcome of the game. Um, it is so much harder to have to have one more guy in the box because if you bring him out, they're going to beat you with the quarterback run. If you put him in the box, that's going to leave somebody either single-covered all game or somebody wide open, and it, it, it just changes things. Um, yeah. So good for Adrian Martinez, kind of shut the haters up. OU, the team that I think going into this week we thought was a team on the rise, cannot get past K-State. I think K-State is three of the last four. Um, Oklahoma has lost 12 games since 1999 at home. And I think over a third of those are K-State. Yeah. That is that is a little bit sweaty. So, K-State, it may be a Sunflower State shootout. Shout out to the Van Beeslers that are listening. K-State <laughs> versus Kansas in the Big 12 championship. Let's just, That'd be fun. Yeah, let's just move that thing to Arrowhead. I'm down. That would be that would be sweet. I'd go check that out. I'd like <laughs> a little. I like to see a little Adrian Martinez at, at his at his finest, like last night, and a little uh, Jalen Daniels, like he was yesterday, kind of, kind of, kind of slopping around out there. I think that'd be fun. That'd be a fun one. I think Kansas gets the W if they pay to play that tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, the um, I'll tell you who I really like, Deuce Vaughn, man, twenty five carries, one hundred and sixteen yards, didn't even lead his team in rushing. You could tell at the end of this game, Oklahoma, their front guys were so frustrated trying to tackle him because yeah. he's so small and shifty. They wouldn't they wouldn't even know where he was until he got yeah, past them. Yeah, it's kind of like A-chain for yeah. A&M. They wouldn't know where he was until he got past them. Um, yeah. He is a really, really small dude. Um, but, man, what a, what an awesome week. We didn't even talk about this. is a game I had on Oregon-Washington State. This thing was 44-41. to 41. Back and forth, Bo Nix throws three touchdowns. He did have an ugly pick. Uh, Cam Ward looked really good at the beginning of this game. He threw a couple picks late. Um, Oregon moves to three and one. Washington State drops to three and one. Um, this was this was an awesome game, man. Um, go, going into the last like two minutes of the game, this was a this was a, a coin flip game. Uh, didn't really know who was going to win, but uh, Oregon sneaks it out. They scored twenty nine points. Bo Nix. A Bo Nix-led offense scored 29 points in the fourth quarter. Wow. 
Uh, yeah, to go out and win. He just, you know, he's just out there doing Bo Nix things. You know what I mean? Just doing Bo Nix things. Yeah. Um, so those of you that are listening, we just we just kind of talked about this, but I thought it was cool. Uh, another podcast I was listening to talked about it. Go back and look at Adrian Martinez's stats last week against Tulane, a game that they lost. I'm sure their fans are like, man, why do we have to lose to Tulane? Uh, yeah. But go look at his, his, his line versus Tulane and then compare that to his game against OU. And it, it looked like the game against Tulane, he was playing against like the 85 Bears. And his game against OU, it looked like he was playing against the seventh grade Bears uh, <laughs> in the Boys and Girls Club. Like the stats were so far different. Um, yeah. But hey, step up when you need to, man. That's awesome. Yep. All right. You got any more? You got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I think that's it. I think we covered pretty much everything. Uh, looks like uh, Texas, Miami are out of the top 25. Looks like the Vols and North Carolina State move into the top 10. North Carolina State's probably the quietest team out there. Uh, Florida State got a big win against Boston College. Boston College is in bad shape. Uh, Georgia's defensive back, uh, Bullard, he was arrested and he faces DUI charges. So I think Kirby will be happy about that. Um, yep. Boise State fired their offensive coordinator, and I will give you one guess who the offensive coordinator now at Boise State is. Uh, Bronco Mendenhall. No. Oh, I don't know. Oh, dirt cutter. Oh, dirt dirt cutter. <laughs> Dude, I saw that on the bottom of the on the bottom line, and I died. I didn't. Oh, wow. I didn't know what happened to the old dirt cutter. Oh, I guess he's a. In Boise, Idaho. Yeah, and then uh, there may be a head coaching job at Georgia Tech uh, open up because the Georgia Tech Board of Advisors has a special meeting coming up tomorrow, which would be Monday. Um, oh boy! <laughs> yeah, so uh, that should uh, <laughs> that should be interesting to see how Jeff Collins goes. But I bet his house will be on the market. He's probably getting his affairs in order as we speak. Probably um, so. So it will be really, really fun to see how this plays out. I can't believe we're already one third of the way through the season, um, and um, <laughs> week five promises to be good. I haven't even looked at the schedule. I'm still processing what we got, but um, it's been fun. Make sure you tune in yep. later this week for our September superlative. Something we do every year at the end of September. Um, we will have some 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 things in our September surprises as well, and then of course we will break down and pick. The best games of week number five. Caleb, you got anything? Uh, yeah, make sure you go and like and subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple, please rate, subscribe, review. That would be uh, awesome. All right, yeah, and we'll uh, we'll make sure that we uh, we have us a Johnsonville tonight for Jake, and uh, we will we will hope to see him back on Wednesday. But hey, thank you li for listening to our week number four reaction, and we will see you next time. Bye.